What's up, lovers and friends? I'm Amanda. And I'm Marty. And welcome to the Crazy in Love podcast, where we discuss all things mental health, relationships, and the Black community. So today's spark for the week is actually um, inspired by a conversation that I had with a family member earlier this week in regards to how mental health can impact relationships with family or within the family. Um, so this plays into, you know, like trauma and generational curses and are people actually healing or not and your triggers and all those fun things um, in regards to mental health and relationships with family because relationships are hard always. Yes, all of them. Um, and especially <laughs> with family, because a lot of times like these are the ones you didn't choose. Like you could, you know, with your friends, you chose them, but yep. you didn't choose your family. No. <laughs> <laughs> the womb you came from is the womb you came from. <laughs> <laughs> and then learning how to deal with your family, even especially as you get older. So exactly. And you come into your own and who you are. Um, and you know, it's it can be a lot sometimes when you're dealing with certain family members who either haven't grown or aren't healed or are depressed or going through their own mental health issues themselves. So just very, it's a very interesting, I don't know. It's been very prevalent. So I'm like, I want to talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's see if other people can relate to this. Yeah. And like I said, I I do think it's important that we understand that everyone's ability to recognize what's going on with them varies and sometimes, mm-hmm. even within the family, it's really hard to tell what's exactly going on. And yeah. everyone could be having this exact same issue, but because no one ever talks about it, um, mm-hmm. they don't know how to deal with it or realize that other people are going through the exact same thing. Right. Or sometimes people do realize it, but they're like, mm, I don't really want to change or I don't feel like I can change. And so they kind of still fall into those same toxic paths and ways and habits and things of that nature. Um, and I know like, this is something that I feel like we talked about and it will get, we'll talk a lot about it a little bit more, but um, we've seen it like amongst our generation, black millennials saying like, okay, I want to break those generational curses. Like people trying to heal while they're raising their kids. Cause like, you know, people don't necessarily want to pass that on to like an innocent human being. And I think a lot of us remember our experiences from our childhood, you know what I'm saying? And don't real remember how we feel and don't want to make our kids feel that way. Yeah. And I think a lot of it manifests more once you become a parent. Now, granted, mm-hmm. neither one of us are parents. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but from what I've seen from people who I know that are parents. Mm-hmm. Same. Almost all of them. Mm-hmm. treat their children differently than how it was when they grew up yes definitely definitely sometimes I have to like check myself when I read some of the stuff they be saying when they be talking about their little stories on Facebook or whatever because I'm like dang this is like crazy like I'm like hype for the child because I'm like man this is good like we're you know giving our kids a different perspective on life than what we had but also sometimes I'm like dang like this is crazy like how come we couldn't have this <laughs> you know what I mean yeah yeah I can see that and like I said it all depends on the topic of whether it's discipline or even just letting your kids explore their creativity or exactly or 
who they are because I feel like you know there was a big uh, controversy a long time ago with uh, uh, Dwayne Wade and Gabriel Union and um, and their baby. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's interesting. It's just very interesting. But I mean, we'll get there. But I wanted to start with this question. Do you have open conversations about your or with your family about like mental health? In general, no. Um, it's not something we actually talk about. Mm -hmm. And I cannot tell you whether or not someone is actually going through something in my mm -hmm. family or not. Mm -hmm. I, but I'm also weird because I don't talk to my family about a lot of stuff, but I don't talk to mm -hmm. people in general about a lot of stuff. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of <laughs> it is me dealing with stuff on my own. Mm -hmm. It's not a good thing. It's, it's no, not it's a good not. thing at all. Mm -hmm. But also my problem is I'm hypercritical of myself. Mm -hmm. So if I already know the solution, I'm like, why? tell someone else this because I know, I know what the issue is. Like, I can take care of it. So that's not a good thing to do. No, it's not. And I mean, yes, you know what the solution is, but sometimes you need somebody's help or support to help you get through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is important. Mm -hmm. um, it's just one of those things that it, I, it's not a generational thing. I think it's just a me thing. Like, mm -hmm. So do you think uh, these uh, conversations are happening like in your family, like not with you, but maybe like just in your family in general, maybe like your sister or somebody like that? That's a good question. And I have absolutely no idea. Like, oh, okay. I, I, I legit have no idea. That's fair. Um, <laughs> I think with how I am with my family, it's just mm -hmm. weird, but like I said, it's not even just my family. I'm like that weird. I'm like that with my friends. I'm like that with everyone. Yeah, I know. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so unless I'm talking about a situation, mm -hmm. I, I don't know, like me realizing me dealing with depression was something that I realized on my own um, mm -hmm. once, it, once it got triggered. So, and then even now, like, I know when I'm about to go through an episode or something, so. Mm -hmm. Well, and I feel like I knew you were depressed, too, because I had been dealing with it before. Yeah, so, like, you know, sometimes you could pick up hints mm -hmm. if you're paying attention enough. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you just don't have those conversations enough. Yeah, that's true. I feel like we just, well, I don't know. I feel like we have and we haven't had these conversations like, I don't know, it's hard to really explain it right here to break it down, but we don't necessarily have to do that. But <laughs> um, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting because I feel like I have these conversations a lot, well, at least with one side of my family and like my sister. So like I definitely have these conversations with like my sister a lot. We, I tell her I'm in therapy. I know at one point she was looking for a therapist. I hope she's found one, but I also know times is rough out here in the middle of this COVID pandemic. Yes. So that's all I'm gonna say. Um, other than that, like, but so those are good, those are good conversations. Like, cause we really want to actively heal and become who we need to be and like really level up. Cause we know we understand the importance and we know that we've been through some stuff. Like, I can speak 
to some stuff that both of us went to to get went through together like I mean not even just losing our youngest sister but like just some other stuff that happened growing up or whatever yeah. that that was kind of like when you when I look back on it in hindsight I'm like mm, that was real messed up it's really really messed up um to say that to a kid but okay you know <laughs> um and then like with other family members, um, it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag because I have a family member who actually is in uh, the mental, like works in the mental health field. And I don't feel like they are um, very real with themselves and their mental health struggles, even though they are very well versed and knowledge in it. Um, and hopefully they'll, take that into priority but you know I can't really necessarily worry about that I have another family member who she's very avid about it and we talk about it too we talk about like going to our therapist together and it's okay like I feel like it's something that I enjoy like I feel like I can be I enjoy being able to be open because um, like the family members who I can't talk about it with I don't necessarily feel like I can have like a close relationship with if that makes sense yeah, it does. And I think another thing that we have to realize, and it, it's going to sound bad, but it's true. Uh, people in professions hardly ever do what they're training other people not to do. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, doctors tell people don't smoke, mm-hmm. but doctors smoke left and right like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of it is a lot of medical field stuff. Uh, like yeah, we know, yeah, 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 <laughs> we know yeah. what we're supposed to do, what we're not supposed to do. But right. at the same time, it's like I know it, but I don't care. You're human, yeah. Y'all are human. Everybody's human. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's one of the things that we have to recognize, even within it. So, just because so and so is a therapist doesn't necessarily mean they can they know how to deal with having a therapist. Mm-hmm. And that sounds backwards, but what I've learned is that it's actually completely true. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't know how to take advice from other people or not even really advice, but talk through their mm-hmm. issues with other right. people. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't know why that is though. I don't know why people feel like they can't do that. Um, it might seem like a sign of weakness or a sign that you don't know your job. <laughs> uh, it's like, how, how are you going to tell me to do A and B, but you won't even do A and B. So how am I supposed to listen to you? But that's yeah. also why you got to have that boundary of staying like, hey, personal and professional are two different things and understanding it. Exactly. But I mean, I also feel like with especially particularly within the mental health field, there's a such thing as compassion. People are dumping all their crap on you every day, like all their deep emotional stuff, like that takes a toll on you. It really does, especially if you build any type of relationship, if you're good at what you're doing, like you're gonna build a relationship, you're gonna like kind of care about the people that you're dealing with. So I feel, so I feel like if you are not necessarily um I don't know I feel like if you're not caring about what the people are talking about or you're not really into them um or into or like I don't know I I 
then you're like, I mean, yes, be professional, but then you won't get that piece of it to where you really care about the people. Um, and you won't, I don't know. <sighs> I feel like you're not, you're just not doing what you're supposed to do. Like, cause you're not living in the example. You're not being, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're trying to say. I, I'm trying to help you walk walk your way through it. <laughs> are, are you are you really helping me walk my way through it? You know what I mean? Like I my headphones fall off and you just looking at me. You could have yeah. said something, but you didn't. So you did you help me walk through it? No, you just let me fumble. But we're no, I, so I say I'm I crazy. I, I don't want to interrupt people <laughs> while they're talking. Yeah, sometimes okay. You, sometimes, you, sometimes you gotta let it go, let them mm-hmm. keep going, mm-hmm. let, let them do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You and me sound crazy, but it's fun. Maybe we'll just put it out. Maybe it'll get cut out. Maybe it will not. We'll see. It won't. I'll, I'll let you know it won't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, I mean, I guess the point that I'm really trying to make is that I feel like if you're in the field, especially if you're in the field of mental health, I feel like you should be promoting it. So, like, yeah, let me make sure that I go see my own therapist because there's therapists for therapists. Yeah, they that they do have that. That's not outside the room of possibility. But I know we kind of gotten off topic. I'm just saying, like, you know, <laughs> I know you mentioned that you know people in the field be the worst, but I mean that ain't really. Yeah, and in general, <laughs> yeah, I say, and really, in in general, we're supposed to promote what we're preaching. Like, and exactly. you promote it, you promote it, but that don't mean you're doing it. It's just like, yeah, I know. Like for instance. Perfect example. Uh, Strom Thurmond was the senator from uh, South Carolina. Oh, well, duh. But I mean, okay, Caucasians are hypocrites all the time. So let's not even go down that. Yeah, but that's the point, though. Like people say stuff and people promote one thing while doing something else. So you going around saying segregation is bad, but you got a black daughter like. I mean, say segregation is good and black people are inferior, but you got a black daughter, like stuff like that. Like people say stuff and promote stuff and be doing the complete opposite behind closed doors. So, yeah, I mean, it's true, but I mean, I feel, I guess I just am not with it. I feel like I'm not going to try and be behind something that I don't necessarily support or I can't. I agree. Like I, there's nothing for the most part that, I would tell people to do that I'm not willing to do. Right. Willing to do. <laughs> um, so in, in your life or in your family or your friends, have there been episodes of things where you think there might have been people who have undiagnosed mental is- issues? Mm-hmm. You know, actually, yes and no. So, like, I didn't necessarily notice it growing up, but, you know, because um, we don't, you know, people like in our community, we like to sweep things under the rug and make sure don't nobody know about it until, yep. like, uh, <laughs> until, like, maybe after somebody die or whatever, that's usually when, you know, the, the rug gets lifted and yeah. they dust out and, and then, you know, you get to hear the stories and stuff like that. So, like, I'm thinking about like my great grandmother, like I think she was institutionalized, but like, I don't know necessarily for what. Um, and I know like toward the end of her life, she had Alzheimer's, but like, yeah, I don't know. Like, 
it's crazy because I really want to know what it was, like what she struggled with, especially because I know I'm struggling with some stuff myself. And I'm like, it's, and like, this was like so long ago. Like I'm thinking this probably like the forties or the fifties. Yeah. Like, and you know, sometimes back then people got put up for stuff that wasn't even like mental health issues or they, you know, and then end up getting really fucked up because because of what happened exactly because you know some of the most haunted places in america are these like asylums and shit yeah i'm just saying yeah they used to just go and like torture people to try to help them and it it didn't work that way well uh, yeah we know (laughs) now and i feel like they should have knew that then but you know we're humans like yeah and i think mental health in general or dealing with mental health in general is a new thing. And when I say new thing, I mean like within the last hundred years, like yeah, we're just yeah. now getting information about it. We're still learning as we go. We're just at the point where people are okay with talking about it. So yeah. I think just some of that. And it's not even everybody, it's just certain people I feel like that are okay with talking about it to be honest. I mean, and I feel like I noticed some other things in in my family too. Like, I feel like I've noticed other uh, family members with OCD type uh, like diagnoses too. And I say that because like there is such a wide variety of things that fall into OCD. Yeah. So many different things, and so like, yeah. I, I think I kind of get it, honestly, because I've seen it on both sides of my family. Like, I've seen it on both sides. Like, now yeah. that I'm, I'm aware and I know. Yeah, I, I think I'm not 100% sure whether or not I've noticed anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have noticed a, a lot of what we talked about earlier Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if that was before we started this or not, but I'm saying it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. About knowing knowing the things that happen to them as kids affecting them as adults mm-hmm. or affecting how they parent or affecting the, the way they do things because this is what I grew up with. This is what I know. So right. I'm not, it's not that I don't know better or I don't want to do better is this is what I know. And it, when all else fails with everything and with this with almost any situation, if, if something's going on, you don't know what's going on, you fall back to what you do know. That is true. That is very true. Yeah. And I say, we even do that in work. Like we have so much stuff changing daily that it's at the point now where I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to go to the stuff I do know. And mm-hmm. if something's wrong with some of the changes, we'll worry about that later. But right now, I, I, it's easy to fall into what I know and right. go from that way. Yeah. Yeah, that's very real. But I, I'm hoping that as we, you know, have kids ourselves and like we know friends, like we mentioned earlier, that are trying to change that like and I know it was so funny when I did my interview last week with Kingdom Kinesis um, Katrina who I was talking to she said that she sometimes checks in with her son and she's like you know like please let me know if you need to go talk to somebody like if I you know did something to mess you up like I'm definitely not trying to (laughs) 
you know what I mean? And I think, yeah. um, so I feel like that's very interesting that we're like, we've gotten to that space. Um, cause I mean, I definitely want better. Cause I remember being a kid and be like, this is dumb. This is awful. I feel like most of the adults around me are stupid. Yeah. Feel like that. I felt like that as a, as a kid. And I still feel like that. I still feel like there's a lot of kids out here smarter than adults, you yeah. know, who, you know, better behave for certain. <laughs> That's an understatement. Understatement. <laughs> um, and they, you know, are just very, I don't know. They, they're great. Kids are great. And I feel like we stifle them when we mess them up with like trying to do what we know sometimes. Like we just fall into that trap of what we know instead of like saying, okay, well, this is what happened to me. That's why I think me and, and Reggie are very like intent on like being careful and wanting to heal ourselves before we start, you know, reproducing <laughs> because- <laughs> We don't want to inflict any of like the harm that was inflicted on us as kids to our to our kid. And I feel like a lot of people are doing that or people are healing as they're raising their kids. So they're, you know, being very conscious of how they speak to their kids. Cause like when you, the way you speak to your kids that's gonna be the inner voice. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that or they don't recognize or realize that. But if, I want people who are listening, like realize how you talk to yourself. Think about how you talk to yourself when you, you know, think within your your mind and you're like scolding yourself or you're, you know, praising yourself or whatever it may be. And then think about how your parents talk to you. And is it similar? That's a really good question. I don't think it worked that way for me, but that's just gonna be weird. Um, <laughs> we're just weird in our dynamics, but what I've noticed is there's a lot of people trying to fight generational curses. I think a lot of what people, a lot what I see is people talking about financial curses mm -hmm. and I don't really see as much people talking about the actual mental toll of generational curses that occur. Yeah, and well, I mean, I think when I think about the financial piece of it, I think, I don't know. I'm. I don't know. I guess it's it really depending on if like your parents is using your name for credit or not. But like, hopefully they were not. I feel like if that's not if that's not the case, like there's certain you know certain things that keep us down like financially, and it's not necessarily any fault of anybody's. Like we do be working. We be out here getting it. I go yeah. out work every day. Yeah, okay? but yeah, but I think like the point really wasn't about the financial part about it. It's just that that's what people talk about the most. They're like, yeah. And well, I guess what I was, the point that I was trying to say is like, yeah, they talk, well, yeah, I guess I wasn't really on top of what you said because it's like, okay, well, they talk about it a lot, but I feel like that's not, they, we shouldn't. Because I mean, yes, we should, and we, but we need to talk more about this because a lot of people are really messed up. But I mean, we as a society pride money so much. So I guess that's really where I'm coming from when I say that is I don't, it, yeah, and I think what I'm what I want to get across is that it's important that we end up talking more about the actual mental aspects of the generational curses or the actions that keeps happening from generation to generation. Like, mm -hmm. like for instance, something as simple as how you discipline your kid. Um now, once again, like I said, 
I'm not a parent, but I know parents. And just seeing the difference between how they raise their kids and in comparison to how they were raised right. and how they discipline their kids in comparison to how their kids were disciplined. Now, some, it's the exact same. Mm-hmm. And for better or for worse. And then for others, it's a complete difference. But I think part of it is the communication part of it. I think yeah. we talked about that earlier about how important it is to communicate, communicate within your spouses, communicate within your family, and mm-hmm. communicate with with kids and mm-hmm. not just not not just your children, but like your nieces, your nephews, your little cousins, like talking to them in a productive way, even exactly. 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 And I, or I mean, even not in discipline, like, yeah, I feel like having an open relationship is important with your children because I, I think like literally like in my therapy session yesterday, I was talking about my experiences like as a kid and this is, I mean, I said I was going to get to it. So let's get to it. You know what I mean? Um, me and my sister, you know, like we would go places with our dad sometimes, but dad, you know, he likes to go do stuff and hang out. And like, we know that now, but like as a kid, we didn't necessarily know that. So like sometimes he would just leave and we'd be looking like, where's our dad? Like, where's our daddy? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, and these, we're kids. Like, so I, my little, my sister is like three years younger than me. And I'm thinking maybe I'm like five, six. So then she's younger, right? And so like uh, an announcement would have been great, right? Just to know. So at least then we know when you're coming back because like when you just leave a kid and they don't know where you're going, they don't know if you're coming back and the other people just yelling at them, telling them to stop crying or whatever. What you going to think? And then what kind of messages do you form from that? Because I know like a lot of times growing up, I heard don't cry or I give you something to cry about a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. And so then like, you have issues with, with crying and tears and there's shame around, you know, having that emotion. Yeah. And I think that is something that is hard for people to realize in something that even as men, we have to combat uh, being able to express your feelings, being okay, being okay with crying, being okay with mm-hmm. letting people know how you feel about certain things. Like, it's not good to keep things bottled up. It is not. It isn't. isn't. And so when you're telling kids that they have to, you know, there's a lot of messed up adults that have inner children that are so unhealed that it's messed up. And like, they're out here either inflicting harm on other people or just a lot of messed up stuff happening in this world. And I feel like a lot of it is because, you know, people don't want to, realize that they messed up and fix it yeah and and sometimes it's hard to go back and talk to the people who inflicted this upon you because in general you don't want to you don't want to seem like you're attacking them because it is what they knew but also you don't want it's not like i don't know how to explain this it's not like things we have changed anyway um because the past is the past it's just realizing what happened in the past and working to fight through it now and exactly through it now well yeah i think 
how my therapist kind of explains it and how I like understand it is, yeah, you got, you have to let those feelings complete themselves. So like, let's say something did happen to you and you did have a feeling, but let's say you weren't necessarily able to express it, or maybe you bottled it away because it was too painful. Um, you have to feel, finish allowing yourself to feel that feeling so that you can kind of move past it and move through it. Um, and then like, you may still have triggers, but you will be able to identify your triggers and like do different things to be like, okay, so this triggers me, but I know that this triggers me. So let me do my different activities or different, you know, things that I do to help calm myself and help myself realize like, okay, it's just a trigger. It's not necessarily what happened when I was a child. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I do think that's important to know. I think it's also important that, you know, we, we do what we can to work on ourselves so we don't transmit this to anyone else around us. So go to therapy, yes. talk to people. Um, yes. And this goes back to me saying a lot of stuff that I need to do also. So yeah, he do, he do, because <laughs> do. look at me out here sharing. Yeah. And shared rambling and everything. Yeah. And we talked about it before this, before we started. They're like, I thought like this is a little bit harder for me only because I, the way my life works is a lot different than other people. And I think a lot of it just because of my hyper awareness and I've always just been hyper aware of everything. And so for me, I understood everything that was going on because it's how I grew up. But for instance, um, like my parents were never together in my lifetime that I can know of. So mm-hmm. like I'm used well, to- Well, I mean, they were, they were at some point. <laughs> yeah, but I'm talking about since I was born, like Well, really. yeah, I know that. Well, <laughs> they had to make you though, dog. <laughs> That's all I'm yeah. saying. That's the point yeah. of making. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're trying to say, but, <laughs> but um, so like for me, like, someone's leaving it's like okay like um like I think one of my friends was talking about how how not growing up with her dad kind of like affected her mm-hmm. and and I think her situation is similar to mine and it, it just didn't click to me like how but I'm realizing once again that I'm mm-hmm. super hyper aware of everything so like mm-hmm. none of it affected me um but I can see how it can affect someone who isn't like me. Like every situation isn't, everyone doesn't see things like I see it. And I think me being aware of that helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. I get that. I guess, I don't know. I can't, we can't all be high and mighty, Mr. Marty. No, it's definitely not high and mighty. I'm just, what's the word I'm looking for? I overthink. That's it. I overthink and I'm aware. My awareness for 95% of the things in my life I'm aware of. There are some blind spots I have and those ones I ask about. But other than that, Mm -hmm. I'm aware of everything that goes on with me, other people, what's going on in their lives. Whether they tell me or not, I probably already know. So I think that's just how I work. But 
I'm I'm an exception to that. I'm not the rule. So mm-hmm. please ignore all that. <laughs> oh, but yeah, mm, I don't know. Like I said, it's the the good thing is that being able to talk about it and work your way through it, even within mm-hmm. the generational curse, generational curses. Um, been able to be aware enough that you try to change things that might be more difficult for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing that any of us have to do. Just be aware and then work, work your way through it however you can. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. That's very true. And I think, you know, that's literally all that we can do is be aware and just try not to pass it on as actively as possible. I mean, sometimes, you know, you'll sit down and you'll be like, oh, I sound like my mom or I sound like my daddy or, you know, auntie, uncle, whoever. Because that happens. It yeah, does. that happens. Um, but, you know, you could at least you recognize <laughs> that you yeah. sound like them and you can, you know, make the changes necessary. Because I don't know. I mean, I guess this makes me wonder, like, what do you think is the root issue of, like, why people pass down those things? Like, why do you think people pass down like different trauma and curses and stuff like that? Um, it's like what I said earlier, like it's what people know. It's what what they're used to being around. Um, people didn't really travel. They didn't have the communication tools that we have. So all they know is what they know. They didn't know that it's other people going through the same thing that they're going through. Mm-hmm. So they keep a lot of it bottled up. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing. Just it's what you know. It's what you grew up around. All your friends are going through the same mm-hmm. thing. Like there's a reason why. But are people, they though? I, I I believe so because I feel like that's the reason why there's a shared experience across Black people, no matter where you're from. There's some stuff that even if you're from Mississippi, like me, mm-hmm. that there's people who live in New York City that knows the exact same thing that. That, that you went through it had the exact same experience i'm skipping was, chicago because chicago is just mississippi but like well and like i don't know i well i i would say yes and i would say no on that because yes there are certain things that i feel like are universal experience but also you never know what's going on in somebody's household exactly exactly but but that's what i'm saying like in general like the stuff that you've talked about with your friends like it's a lot of commonalities because everyone from that town that still stayed there all kind of experienced similar traits and mm-hmm. it's what they know. And Right. Well, I feel like, okay, so I feel like shared Black people experiences in regards to this, okay, like getting whoopings, I feel like is a shared Black person. Yeah. If you live in Mississippi, California, New York, you probably got a whooping growing up. Yeah. Um, let's see what else do I think is the universe doing chores I I think chores everyone's experience (laughs) no yes and no yes and no because actually well I feel like nowadays kids don't necessarily do chores not like they should but that's just me I'm not gonna talk about I ain't gonna say what I got to say right now but I'm gonna say it later (laughs) but I feel like there's some chores that could have been done some asses that could have been whooped, you know, not really, but 
I, sometimes I'm like, did did that shit work? And then sometimes I'm like, because of like, would I have turned out the way that I turned out? Even though I didn't get like a lot of whoopings growing up, you know what I mean? But like, yeah. would I turned out the way that I turned out? Like, how would I have turned out if I got zero whoopings? Or yeah, like zero chores? Yeah, I, I can't imagine zero chores. I think that's just, that's, that's not I feel like that's why people. I low key feel like that's why people had kids. To have to have them do the chores, right? Do the chores and then ask them to go grab some. Hey, will you go get this water for me while I sit <laughs> in the bed? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Did your parents ever actually go get you get them some mm-hmm. while they just chilling somewhere? No. Really? They didn't no. never ask you to like turn the light out or do nothing like no. that while you was no. doing your own thing. No. Now I feel like now I feel like that's also a share. Black people experience that for you. Yeah, in general, it is. And like, I had a small house, so it it wasn't nothing to make someone go do something because yeah, we're all okay. we're, we're, we're five so, feet away. <laughs> so I mean, honestly, like I know people who grew up in small houses, and that didn't matter. Like you gonna be the remote control or whatever. The remote broke. We can't afford batteries. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Yeah, and no. then. I spent a lot of time with my grandparents uh, mm-hmm. on both sides. So I, I was with my cousins and stuff like that. So we weren't in the house. Mm-hmm. Like, That's fair. So you, they're not going to call us from outside because we're not bothering them. So they're going to call us outside to come do something. That They're like, let them stay out there and away from me while I do this, while I relax. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But also grandparents spoil you. Spoil you. Yeah. So yeah, that's especially funny. when you're the oldest, like yeah, that, yeah, no, I know that, I know that's facts. Yeah, yeah, it, it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, I'm the oldest on my daddy's side, but I'm not the oldest on my um, mama's side. It's the opposite the, for me. Yeah, and I, I, but I'm not the youngest neither. Like, I'm in the first generation of my grand, my my mama's side kids, my my mama's side grandkids. Like, I'm in the first generation, like the first five or six of us all are pretty close in age. Um, but like on my daddy's side, I'm just the oldest. Like it's mm-hmm. me. So that's the difference. Yeah. Um, but I tell the difference like how my grandmama on my daddy's side treats me is how my grandmama treats my oldest cousin on my mama's side. Mm-hmm. So like that just is what it is. Like I don't even think too much about that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm the opposite. So like on my mom's side, I'm the only, I'm actually the only. Oh grand- wow! Since my younger sister passed away, so I'm the only grandchild, um, and the oldest. So I have that pressure on my back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that because you know bloodlines and whatnot. Yeah, um, and then. For my dad's side, I'm like, because my dad is like the second to youngest. So like his sisters had kids way before like, you know, but now that I realize, like now that I look back, they're not that, that much older than me, but they felt like they were way older than me. Yeah. I mean, like one of my cousins was born like 83 or 82, like they was born like in the early 80s and like late 70s. Like some of my like older cousins, like I mean they not that that much older, but they older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I I get it. It, mm-hmm. it shocks me every day realizing realizing how 
much older I am than my young cousins. Like, yeah, like it is. It shocks me every day, especially realize how old they are now. Those things. Every time I hear, I'm like, oh snap! I can't believe it. Yeah, they like they about grown now. Yeah, because yeah, some of my cousins' kids is grown. Cause like, yeah, there was like the first wave, and then like it was me, and then my other cousin. He was born in like '97, and then my baby sister was born in like '98. So like, yeah, those huge gaps. Yeah, exactly. Like people just kind of have kids whenever you know the Lord sees fit. <laughs> That's kind of how <laughs> it works in my family. So yeah. you know, whenever He sees fit, I guess. You know, yeah, it'll happen. Reggie and I, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, sorry for this episode being a little heavy. Like, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's a little heavy. Yeah, like we knew it was, it was gonna happen, but I, I do appreciate y'all listening to this because, like I said, it's something that we needed to talk about, and and something that help us keep moving forward and mm-hmm. keep keep bringing up more mental health topics and things that we have to go through anyway. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, I feel like you start general and then we can kind of find different niches. So like if you're a parent and you're parenting differently than how your parents parented you, please, please come on, let's talk. Yes, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So once again, thank you so much for listening to us. Please remember that we do want to hear from you. Um, send letters, comments, discussion topics. Uh, if you want to be on, let us know. Uh, please reach reach out to us uh, via email at crazyinlovepod at gmail.com. Once Say again, that again. That's crazyinlovepod at gmail.com. And something that we just realized that we can get rated. So please rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us at. Uh, it'll help us reach more people. It sure you know, will. You know, algorithms, they do stuff. So They do. <laughs> so once again, thank you again for listening to us and we'll talk to you later. Thank you, thank you. Peace out.